What's poppin' fam? Welcome to Don't Touch My Mindset, a podcast that is designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you, and most importantly, share tools to help you protect that mindset. absolutely love the diversity the knowledge good friend of mine honestly so so much fun during this interview um man such a treat coming to the show but i want to say hello hello i am your host jay chase and welcome back if this is your first time here please press the follow button the subscribe button whatever it is that you're listening on just make sure you're coming back for more and more episodes uh rate review share with a friend you never know what your friend might need to hear today you know uh take what resonates leave the rest this is the pivotal moment series number three so let's let's get it rocking so happy you're here please follow the show follow me on instagram at the j chase follow me on clubhouse at the j chase um and join the community we have a beautiful community check the show notes for all the links, please reach out, and I hope you enjoy. Elliot, where are you from? What you, What do you do? Who are you? Um, tell me a little bit about you, Elliot. Sure. Uh, so I, I'm from Mexico. I grew up in Veracruz south of mexico it's on the east coast of the gulf of mexico so okay. very tropical weather uh some people call me you know jungle girl or something they think i grew up in the jungle but no it, it was actually a small city but it was a little city you know <laughs> but uh, but uh yeah close to the jungle and i love the jungle i love nature and everything um goodness gracious uh very small city small town small town girl I had big dreams since I was little, you know, I always, I always knew I was not going to stay there. I was, I knew I needed to expand. I wanted more, more. Mm. Um, So, you know, even since I was little, I always had like ambitions and dreams and I wanted to fulfill those dreams. Um, I grew up in a family that was, um, it was a very artistic family. Um, I, I grew up painting, uh, so I've been an artist since I was eight years old. Um, but it was also very, a very dysfunctional family too. Uh, you know, my father was an alcoholic. My mother was. Uh, uh, my mom is a very sweet woman, but I felt like during that time she just didn't know how to set boundaries, mm. and you know she was taking in a lot of. Uh, so there was a lot of domestic abuse growing up, you know, and I, I got to experience that growing up. So I grew up with that thought that that was normal mm. somehow. I, I knew I knew it wasn't normal. I knew in my heart it wasn't normal. Right. But in my head, it had become normalized. Mm. I'm a hypnotherapist now, so I'm... I study the mind. I love the mind. <laughs> you know, people say like, you're not the mind, but no, you are the mind. You yeah. really are. You know, everything that you do, it's because of the mind. 
And everything that we do is because of our subconscious mind more than anything. Like, you know, our brain is, 5% of our brain is consciousness, 95% of the brain is subconscious. So yeah. everything that we do and act and say and, you know, all the habits that we have, there are, you know, embedded in that subconscious part of our brain. And so subconsciously, I grew up with that idea that was that was normal. So I grew up, got married very young. I moved to Mexico City when I was 15 and I uh, would finish high school over there. I was in a boarding school. I begged my parents to send me to boarding school. Why? One child begs their parents to send me <laughs> to boarding school. But uh, that's how I, that's how much I wanted it. That's wow. how much I wanted my dream because I was willing to remove myself from that toxicity yeah. of my own family, that it's my own family and I love them. And a lot of things had changed. A lot of things changed. But um, that's how much I was willing to to go for my dream because I, I needed to remove myself from that situation. I needed to remove myself from that from that state, you know, um, literally and mentally and spiritually. Yes. So, so I went to boarding school in Mexico City, and then after that, I applied to a school in Utah. So right after high school, grew up from high school, went back home for a couple of months, and then I flew to Utah uh, by myself. I was 18, wow. <laughs> by myself. I didn't know the language. I mean, I knew some... <laughs> Somewhat, you know, I knew the basic, the basic, um, you know, but uh, I, I love languages. I mean, right now I speak three. Wow. Uh, so Spanish, English and Italian. And and I, I, I just love learning. I love learning. And it's something that you should never stop. You know, you should never stop learning. Um, I would say that to anybody, you know, mm. if you have curiosity, it's like, nurture that curiosity mm -hmm. really i believe nurture. that yes yeah. nurture that curiosity um anyways grew, uh, was 19 when i met my ex-husband now but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh i could say i'm i'm happily divorced now but um but gosh yes that was uh it became a very toxic relationship from the beginning and mm. we stay in there for like 10 years together living together and you know being married and we have two children um it wasn't until i was i was 26 you know the the brain doesn't develop till uh the human brain doesn't develop all the way until you're around 25 26 mm -hmm. and i remember i was 26 and i was i i remember exactly the time because i just felt how this little thing just kind of clicked and my brain just went like and literally, I just stopped and I was like, oh. I had this like aha moment in that, in that, in that, you know, precise moment where I was just like, oh. like, I'm 26 year old. I'm 26. I'm married already. And I have two children already. Like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> because I have I have no idea what the fuck am I doing right now <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I was it was like, like a, it was like a slap in the face right and honestly in that moment that's when everything started when I was I started having 
what people experience as a middle uh, middle age crisis. I had my crisis at 26. <laughs> I did. I mean, I started so early, you know. I started yes. so early. I was I was yeah. ahead already. I was ahead. So. Oh wow, that's was, beautiful. You know, I, was, I married when I was 19, so I was yeah. already ahead. You know? Yeah. And so, so yeah, so I, it was like. Shit, now what do I do? Because I'm not happy, you know, yeah. and I, you know, and I believe in God. I mean, at that time I was very religious. Um, <clears throat> and so I was like, well, I don't, I don't believe in divorce, but I, I'm at the point where I'm, you know, this is not healthy. This right. is not healthy for me. This is not going to be healthy for my children. Yeah. And this is just not healthy. I should just, you know, I really need to like get out of the situation. And so I had that battle in my head. And so for a while, um, because of that conflict in my head, that's uh, that's actually the reason why I became a therapist, was because, um, you know, the, our brain doesn't, it cannot deal with two conflicting ideas. Yes, no, I it cannot. It cannot. It's, and so I have the, the one side, you know, you know, it's like the, the, the little angel and the devil, like yes. one side and the other one. <laughs> so that's what I had, right? And that's what normally people have when they're going to that conflict. And and so that created even more conflict in my head. And I started having depression and anxiety and insomnia. And um, even, you know, like I didn't see it like that before, but now, uh, you know, as a professional now, I. I know I had um, addictions too. Mm. It maybe wasn't like drug addictions, you know, mm. like, but it was like I have, I have shopping addictions. Mm. Even just going to the mall and shopping for something will get me that instant gratification, that instant, just that you know that high yes. of that one moment. Yes. It was a high right there, right? <laughs> so, that one so moment. So I didn't need any drugs, and I was an athlete too. I was a runner. And so the way I see it now is that not only, not only I was a runner because I, it had become a, a, an addiction because I would get the runner's high. So that was amazing, right? Right. But, but also I was literally running from my problems. Oh, yeah. I can see. I, I yeah. wasn't ready to confront that issue. I was... I wasn't ready to confront the fear, you know, the fear of, of, of what if, you know, if I get divorced, like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm staying home. I, I've been staying home this whole time. I, you know, I haven't worked in so long. And so, gosh, like, how am I going to do this? And, and then, of course, you know, you have uh, the, other, the other side, the other partner who is not, you know, uh, the whole reason why is because you know you have that narcissistic relationship with that Ooh, with the yeah. partner. So my level of confidence, uh, let's just say that there was no level of confidence. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, there was no level of confidence, zero level of confidence, zero level of self-esteem. If anything, I would look at myself in the mirror and I would be like, gosh, like I must be very ugly for him to not mm -hmm. see me. Wow. Like seriously, that's how bad it was. Like Yeah. And so when I see clients now that they've been through, you know, domestic abuse, uh, narcissistic relationships, 
I completely understand their pain because mm. I understand the pain because I, I experienced that pain for so many years, you know, and I'm very thankful for it now. Yeah. Super thankful for it. Um, I mean, there was a time where I wasn't thankful for it. Of course, you know, I went through the whole grieving process where, you know, at first you, you I felt like a victim. You know, why me? Why me? You know, so you 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 start kind of like, um, you know, asking God and like, why? You know, why am I going through this? You know, I really can't. I can't. You know, I can't keep going like this anymore. I just can't do this anymore. Like, why do I have to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until um, uh, years later, you know, after going through you know therapy and and I I went through quite uh, you know. Uh, probably a, a year or so more of therapy and I did even different uh, different techniques like I did connectivity connective behavioral therapy like talking really? therapy. yeah I did um, and then I also hired a coach who was an NLP mm-hmm. to help me refrain and reprogram and reteach my uh, my brain because there was there were a lot of words that had a very um, hurtful meaning for me. Mm. There were, you know, my, my assessment was a, um, it was a verbal abuse. Mm. So it was the name calling, you know, and like, I can take that. But when you're taking that every single day. Yeah, it beats you down. It really, it becomes embedded in your brain and you start doubting yourself. And then not only you start doubting yourself, you start believing that you are that thing, that you're dumb, that you don't know how to do this, that you're, you know, whatever, you know. And so, goodness, like, how do you get out of that? So therapy, definitely, you know, that's one thing that I would say to anyone is like, go for, you know, don't just ask your best friend, I mean, you know, your sweet best friend might have the best, you know, want to have, you know, the best for you and they love you and everything. But like, go to a professional. Absolutely. Go Absolutely. to a professional. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. You have I feel to. Like that's one thing that needs to be normalized to be able to ask for help. You know, when you feel that you just cannot do it anymore, you're just ready to just throw everything and just say you know fuck this world i'm just (laughs) ready to go just take me now (laughs) like seriously it's like just ask for help ask for help and just go to that you know whatever you know find different groups i started you know finding different groups i even started going to a book club because i felt like i needed to learn more you know it's like reading more i started like in book club that I went that particular one we were reading books about family we were reading books about parenting books um because again my parenting skills were not like you know the best I didn't have the best parent you know parents and so (laughs) so it was like you know like I did the best that I could with the tools that I have and we all do that we all do the best that we can with the tools that we have you know, we're, you know, that we have a child and nobody hand, handles you a manual and say like, this is what this child needs. Mm-hmm. 
Nobody does, nobody right? Does, nobody doesn't does. work like that. And nobody says like, <laughs> and by the way, this is how you're supposed to be a parent, you know? No, I mean, there is parenting classes. Of course, right. I took those parenting classes. So I went back to school and I, I actually studied marriage and family uh, studies. So I, I love everything about relationships and the family and the family dynamics and different, you know, yeah. all the different, uh, yeah, uh, love styles and all of that, you know, like. I really needed to learn that because I wanted to be a better mother for my children. Right. And, and then, of course, I wanted to be uh, a great, you know, therapist, but maybe not the best, you know, like I'm not a perfectionist, but I wanted to be among the best therapists in the world. Ooh. And and that's that's my goal. That's still my goal, you know. Yes. So <laughs> big dreamer, big dreamer, and I love it. Yes, I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So I mean, like, for even for my parents, you know, my mom says, like, you know, since you were little, you always said that you were going to live in the U.S. You always said that you were going, and I was like, yes, and here I am. So never let anybody you know my ex-husband used to say like why do you keep on you know painting uh why do you keep on doing this why do you keep on you know wanting to paint like that such a waste of time uh after i got divorced and then years later i started painting went back uh to just kind of connecting with other art artists there here in the you know the community in san diego and i had my first solo show and i sold the most expensive paint first thing first thing when you know so never let anybody tell you no that you cannot do that or that you're not you know you shouldn't be doing that or that that's a waste of your time it's like never let never 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 <laughs> that's Go. like don't touch my mindset if i can do it i can do it you know what exactly I mean? <laughs> it's like it, take it as a challenge yes. take it as a challenge you know yes. more than than you know kind of like go down and feel like oh well maybe no 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 take it as a challenge it's like right. you know what this person doesn't believe that i can do this i'm gonna prove that i not only i can do it but i can do it better right right it's, it's, <laughs> it's like you're not gonna believe me but guess what i believe me I believe I believe me. Yes. I believe me. You don't got to believe me. You didn't you're not living my life. I exactly. Got, exactly. And and so it's so beautiful because I, be, I I I believe that we need to live in the power of the imagination over the power of the ego of knowing who we once was but actually envision visualizing who we're going to be and what we can do and what we, what we want to do. So I think it's beautiful that you said that. I absolutely love that about you. That you can, Thank you. <laughs> no, that because that's that's extremely strong for you to go through that amount of abuse, that amount of of limiting beliefs that are put on you. I mm -hmm. mean, if if it was me, I was labeled with everything in the, in the book, you know. But it it's hard to come out of that. It's hard to come out of that. Right. So hand over heart, I'm mm -hmm. super proud of you. Oh my god, I'm inspired by you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, even as a little kid, you know, I I used to be bullied by my own brothers because I'm. I look different, you know, I look, uh, we have a, a little bit of like African descendant in our family. And so they would make fun because I'm the only one that has the big lips or wow. the curly hair. And wow. so it was like, ooh, you, 
you know you're like a little black kid and so i used to be bullied for that too wow. you know yes wow. yeah 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 even at school school the same thing you know it's like oh curly hair you know big puffy curly hair so i used to get bullied you know like for that too so it's like and now i love my beards i love my hair and it's like yeah you know what people are paying for to have the lips that i have so <laughs> right <fuck you. laughs> exactly exactly right? and, 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 so, and it's such a beautiful thing to have too now that i'm i'm you know now that i'm older and i'm an adult i embrace all the different cultures that i have because okay. i not only you know have the african culture in me i have the latin culture in me too mm. i have the middle eastern culture in me too and to be quite honest Whenever I go to a different country, they think that I'm from their country. I was in Turkey and they thought that I was from Turkey. <laughs> I was Italy and they thought I was Italian. Yes. You know, you go to like somewhere else and they think, you know, they thought that I was an Arabic. So it's like, you know, or like my best friend from Ethiopia, she thought I, I was a black, uh, what, is, what is it called? Uh, a white black. She oh, it was a white black and I'm like, a white what? black. What? I've never heard that. Oh, I've <laughs> never heard that before, but I was like, all right, I, I'll take it. I'll take but, it. But you know, like I feel like I can relate with so many cultures, and That's I love beautiful. that because I love cultures. You know, I love cultures, and I embrace every single one of them. You know, every single culture in the world has something so beautiful and so unique and so particular to that specific. You know, their there's specific culture language and it's just everything the cut you know the the customs that they have everything really yeah. it, it just it's like i go to a different country and i experience a different culture and i'm like a kid in disneyland oh my gosh that's beautiful what so where where all have you been you've been in turkey you've been you've been to oh uh, italy i love italy yeah. uh, i i felt like in my past life I uh, I lived in Italy, okay. so I'm very connected. I feel so yes. connected to Italy. Yeah. Um, um, I've been told that in my past life, I also went uh, used to live in France too. So um, I I feel a connection with France, and I actually have a little bit of uh, French descendant too from my mom's side. Really? So from my mom is is such a um, mix because there is the French. But there's also the Cuban African too, mm. so so such a beautiful you know beautiful mix there. Yeah, so, no, that's, uh, that's gorgeous. That's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah. So I mean, now I get to embrace all of that, and I I absolutely love I I love the way I look. You know, it's mm. like it's in, it, but I did a lot of you know one exercise that I used to do every single day was uh, praising praising mm. myself in front of the mirror like i would stand up in front of the mirror and i would just praise myself and it was kind of awkward at first you know because i wasn't familiar to do listening yeah. to that i wasn't familiar to hearing those praising words you know about myself yeah you know, like you're beautiful you're amazing you're you know you can do this you're enough whatever you know whatever it is that comes out that feels good just like say it yourself and i did that every single day until to the point where i was able to stand in front of the mirror naked 
and I would say that to myself and I would say to that to every part of my body too Man. because how often do we do that to you know think it, you know our hands or thank our arms or thank our legs because yes. you, you know you're keeping me you're keeping me you know standing because you're you're helping me walk to, to I need to walk you know to wherever I need to walk and you know my hands uh, uh my ex makes fun of me because uh I talk to my I talk with my hands so I was like you know what but my hands you know thank you because you let me express me you know right and so so you know, so those are some of the things that I used to. I started doing to build my confidence and to build my self-esteem. Right to build because that mindset. Really, the word. Yes, that's that's the mindset. That it's a whole practice. You need to change that mindset by practicing, yes. because our brain learns by repetition. Mm -hmm. So you have to continually repeating this to yourself every single day and throughout the day too you know repeating it, yourself it's super interesting that you do that because um i read a book oh i want to say four times and it was uh the mastery of love by don miguel ruiz i don't know if you're familiar with it or not but um he actually put that in his book and um and i and i and i practiced that. i didn't do it every day i didn't but i practiced that of standing in front of the mirror and apologizing to my body for neglecting it and showing it care and compassion you know i went through i went through a breakup and uh, and i stopped eating i i got super depressed i got in my head right um i mean i i, I i'm pretty sure i lost wow wow right and then there was one day when i i i remembered what that book said and it said apologize to your body Mm. show it love mm -hmm. show it love mm -hmm. when you want to start mastering self-love you have to love the body that you're in you have to love the mindset that you're in you have to love the life that you nobody's going to love your life like you love your life anybody else from the outside is just going to be a secondary character you're the main character mm -hmm. of your story and you have to love that so i love that about you um so you said you're a hypnotherapist. What do you achieve during your sessions? I'm super interested. I've never been. I've never been to a hypnotherapist. Don't even know what they do besides hypnotize me. But what is, what is the goal and how how do you work? How do you work, girl? So um, as a hypnotherapist, so, like I said, I you know I try other modalities to other techniques too, like cognitive behavioral therapy, which is just talking therapy. And talking therapy helps, but just to a, to a certain degree, right? Um, it works until the patient gets tired of talking, repeating the same thing. But um, with uh, hypno hypnosis, what happens is that everything gets stored in the subconscious. Yeah. So with hypnosis, I'm able to put your, uh, not necessarily, you're not asleep. It's like you're, you're asleep, but you're not asleep. It's the sleep <laughs> of the nervous system. Your nervous Ooh. system is asleep during that moment. Yeah. So that five percent of your brain is sleeping at that moment, right? It's resting for that moment. It's like, let's put the let's let's put it that down for a little bit, bring the you know subconscious and let's dig a little deeper in there. And so what I do is that I regress my clients back to three scenes. And those three scenes have everything to do, they have the root and the cause and the reason of why they're suffering with depression, for example, or anxiety or 
whatever the issue is. And so then we go back to that once first scene, right? And then we, you know, maybe they were two years old, maybe they were five years old at that time, and something happened. Something happened that set the mode for that particular issue mm. that mm. is manifesting now as an adult. That's and so progress, yeah. Right, because it's it's so what I believe is that every experience has a cycle. Yeah. And when that experience, when that cycle gets kind of like um, stopped, it, it, it's blocked. Mm -hmm. And so that cycle was never able to close. You were never able to close that cycle. You were mm -hmm. able to close that experience. So that stays there. That's why it creates like that trauma, right? So then I take him to another scene and then a third scene. Most hypnotherapists only take you to one scene. And I, I train with Marisa Peer. Marisa Peer is one of the, she's like the number one hypnotherapist in the UK. And she created this, um, she created this method is called RTT, Rapid Transformational Therapy. Okay. Rapid because that's, it works rapid. And that's what yeah. I wanted for my clients to get something quick so that they could sit down in one session, we could get down to the issue. Like right the, there, fix it. Yeah, get down to the nitty gritty right there. Yeah, no waste fix of time. It too. Yeah, so no. because not only we do regression with RTT, um, we do regression, but then we we let go. We do even inner um, for most of my clients, and I would say for anything, I do inner uh, child work, mm. where you get to have that experience to be the parent that you always wanted to be for that five-year-old Jay. <laughs> you know, what the what the five-year-old Jay wanted in yeah. that moment. Yeah. It's like, well, he wanted to be loved and he wanted to be hurt and he wanted to be hugged and he wanted to be just, you know, have that affection. So mm, you, you can do that right now. And literally, <laughs> like, my, like they're, you know, they're with their eyes closed and they're just hugging. They're hugging, yeah. hugging, loving, yeah. and they understand of how much they need to embrace and love that child, your inner child, yeah. and compassion, you know, have that compassion. And then um, that's called merging the child, because what I do is that, you know, I make them visualize that, that child, you know, that five-year-old Jay right in front of you, and then, you know, have it, you know, ha have that compassion, have a loving moment with it, and then merge it in yourself so that you keep it protected in there so that you don't forget mm -hmm. that it is your duty to protect that, you know, to care for it and love it and, and take care of that child yeah. but, or, or you, take care of you, you know, yes. take care of yourself. Yeah. So... Uh, and then after I do that, um, uh, I do another exercise to let go. Mm. And then I do the transformation part. So in the transformation part, that's when we use uh, NLP and we reprogram the brain basically to, uh, to do whatever it is that you want to do. So let's say, you, you know, you've been suffering with um, confidence. So in the reprogram part, I have a transcript where it's all about 
boosting your confidence. Mm-hmm. Boosting your confidence to get you to the level that you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I do that, you know, confidence transcript, record that part of the session. I don't record any anything else except for that last set, last part. And then I give that recording to my clients and then they listen to it for at least 21 days because it takes about at least 21 days to make a habit. And so so they listen to it, it just to reinforce, really, right. to reinforce that, right. you know, that session. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so that's that's how uh, that's how it works. I've seen a lot of, uh, and I do this with athletes too. I work with athletes too. Um, really? I just recently had uh, one of my, um, he was a Paralympic. He went to Tokyo and he got a silver medal. Wow, that's And awesome. we only did three sessions. Really? Had he done more than three sessions, he probably would have gotten the, the gold. But I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Just saying, you know. You now we'll I'm never saying. know, right? Now we'll never know. You only did. But I mean, he's so you know he he believes so much in it that he's coming back next month and he wants to start already. That's awesome. That is awesome. Like he You're- wants to keep going with the sessions because he knows how much you know three sessions help him. Yeah. To change that mindset. Yes, that's that's even amazing. you know he was saying like even my coach was saying like wow like your mindset is like totally different because he let go of that limited belief mm-hmm. that was stopping him from really reaching out his full potential as an athlete. Man, that's beautiful. You do some amazing work. I absolutely love that. You do you you, you do what I'm trying to do in a more beautiful way, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. We, you know, we all do it differently, but everything is beautiful. Everything's beautiful. No, I was just giving you your flowers. Um, that that is super impressive. One, two. Um, I got a question for you. Of course. Yeah, we we are anything. <laughs> we are nearing the end of the hour, and I was, and I want to know if you had to give any one piece of advice. To protect someone's mindset when the world is falling down, just like you, you know, the things that you went through, if somebody's going through that, and you had one piece of advice, what would that be? Hmm. Um, I would say, listen to your intuition. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel right, it's because it's not right for you. Absolutely. And then just, just start with that, you know? Start with a little, that little fire that's still in yourself to just help you ignite a change. Because that's what it helped me. You know, it's just, it, it, it was at that point where I felt like, you know what, this is not right. It doesn't feel right. And I really want to get to where I'm happy. I can't do it right now, but I really want to. And I couldn't because I had depression and it was like, you're, you're walking around with this little cloud in your head. Yeah. But I have that little desire. I, have, I still had that little spark in myself yeah. that was telling me, but you want, you want better. You want better. And you know that you deserve better. So just start with that feeling with that desire and just to ignite that change in yourself. Just start working on yourself. 
and, and once you start the work, it becomes a big thing. It does. I've been I've been doing self healing work for almost five years now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. Of just wanting to get better, wanting to better my mindset, wanting to be just like one percent better than I was yesterday, and not a and not out of a of a addictive place but more out of a growth place like it's time to grow i've been through these things but now it's time to grow and um i absolutely love that because yeah keep doing do the work and keep doing the work is what i always tell people keep doing the work because as you evolve your problems evolve so you have Mm -hmm. to keep doing the work you know yeah that's amazing i absolutely one admire you you inspire me you motivate me i love the work that you're doing i'm so excited to work with you any closing remarks where where can where can the audience find you uh tell me your name we just kind of hop right into it didn't we? i know right <laughs> so that. my name is elia elia bean and that's how you can find me my name is everywhere I, i'm like <laughs> it's everywhere no no but i you know my website is also elia bean it's www.eliabean.com um, Instagram. I'm very good at replying uh, to my DMs. So if you sent me a DM on Instagram, I will definitely reply. Uh, again, it's Elia Bean too. E L I A B E A N. Just like green beans. Just like green beans. Yeah. Green beans. I love that. Well, and of course, I'm going to put all that in the show notes, and they'll be able to find you and and. Thank you. I mean, you you came, you showed up, you were vulnerable, you let it out, and you were just like, hey, here it is. This is my story. This is what I've been through. This is my mindset. I'm all about self-love and getting down to that inner child. I love. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for having me. <laughs>